this is Monday, September 11th. Have you ever prayed for something that would happen far in the future? Yes, I understand that takes foresight and faith. I remember the young woman who'd only briefly possessed a driver's license. Her parents had purchased her an old car, you could call it a beater, for her to learn how to drive. It wasn't too many days later that she was in a minor accident. She was afraid she would be in trouble when she told her father. When the police officer arrived, the officer asked her for her license, car registration, and proof of insurance. When she took the documents from the glove compartment, there was a little note attached with a paper clip. It was a note from her father. It simply read, I love you, honey, not the car. You see, her father had anticipated that very moment when this would happen, and he'd left her that message, the one that she so needed to hear. Now, Jesus prays with the future in mind, knowing that many people will come to faith through the ministry of the apostles. This is how he prayed. This is John chapter 17, verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Now We're finishing up our discipleship study this week as we've reached the end of John 17 and the end of Jesus' prayer. There's been a great progression with this prayer. He prayed for himself, then for the disciples, then for everyone else who would come to faith in him. Yes, Jesus' mission will stretch through the years from the disciples to the first churches and then to the generations of believers that he calls to himself. And this is one of the beauties of prayer. Jesus is also praying for you and for me. Remember, at the time Jesus went to the cross, there were fewer believers in total than there are in our church. Yet because of his mission and the purposes of God to redeem a people through him, Jesus knew that millions and millions would come afterward. This is the truth active in the life and ministry of Jesus. What Jesus did is transferable to every culture and for every people people who live across the millennia. Now think about that for a moment. The nature of the grace of God in Jesus makes it fit for people who live during any time and in any culture and in any place on earth. You might call it the DNA of the gospel. It's scalable and transferable to all people. Yes, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I love the thought of this as I read Jesus' prayer. You are in his prayer, and I am too. remember years ago visiting the Biltmore Estate in Asheville, North Carolina. It's a beautiful mansion, and the gardens there are stunning. Surrounding the estate are a variety of mature, deciduous trees that were not there when the mansion was built in the late 1800s. George Vanderbilt hired Frederick Law Olmsted, the man who laid out the plan for Central Park in New York, and he had him develop the gardens around the Biltmore House. And here's the thing. Olmsted planted the beautiful trees as mere saplings, and in order to lay out the design, 
He had to envision what those trees would look like 60 or 100 years and even further into the future. The trees had to be spaced accordingly to make sense when they were mature and immense. And yes, Olmsted, when he planned that all of, for all of those trees in that garden, was in his 70s. He had to plan for something he would never see, one that would only be enjoyed in its fullness generations after his own. Of course, today you can visit the estate and see those stunning trees. They are breathtaking, as was his plan. Now think of the plan of God in Jesus, how the gospel would first be carried by the apostles across the Mediterranean and the Roman Empire, and churches would be then started across the known world. You see, Jesus is praying for that which God will do down the generations. Of course, we can see the beauty of this now, all these generations later. But they couldn't see it then. The disciples couldn't. Today, there are believers in Pakistan worshiping and serving the Lord by faith in Jesus. Among people of every culture, every tribe, every country and ethnic group, what a beautiful tapestry of people that reflects the love and faithfulness of God and the power of the work of Christ on our behalf. And there's one more thing. This story isn't over. Those trees have not yet matured to reveal all their beauty in the garden God has planted. There are more coming into the fold, and more quickly than ever. Places on earth where Christ's followers were few just a few years ago are now bursting at the seams with new churches and movements. Places in Asia like China and in Africa from one corner of the continent to the other. You see, in the prayer, Jesus is praying for those yet unborn who will come to know and serve him. I think this is a call for all of us as we hear the prayer of Jesus to live by faith and for it to kindle a sense of imagination and vision for us and how the mission of the gospel will unfold in the years and generations ahead. As I read that prayer again, it's with awe and gratitude for God's goodness and the good news that has also come to us. Let's pray together. How can we not stand in awe when we see your wisdom, O God? There's no one like you. Help us to grasp just how expansive your purposes are and that we're a part of them. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.